Welcome back to Kathy's Corner. If this is your first episode, welcome. My name is Kirsten and you're listening to A Quiet Corner of the Internet where we talk about our feelings and thoughts. Now we can grow into better humans. Make sure to follow or subscribe to this show wherever you'd like to listen from to never miss an episode every Thursday. And if you want to stay updated on the show or just me in general, I'm at Catharaxia everywhere that matters. That's C-A-T-H-A-R-A-X-I-A. Type it into Google and I'll be right there. <laughs> I had to do some cleansing breaths before the show today. It is currently 9 p.m. at night, as that is what p.m. means. Um, it's been a long day. I had a research paper to work on. Actually, I'm going to need to take a moment to message my partner back about it. Um, I'm just exhausted, if I'm being perfectly honest. Uh, yeah, it's just been a long semester. So I figured, with the end of the semester, it'd be good to go back to the final episode of last season before I mysteriously left you guys for a month, the obligatory episode, but winter break edition instead of back to school edition, you know? Just reflect on the past few months because boy oh boy, I need to, I need to decompress that. And I figured what better space to do this besides my journal than with you guys. Yeah, so that's that's today's episode. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just really tired today, I'm not gonna lie, but I've been tired for months. And soon I will be tired no longer, and I'm so glad. Like, I can feel the life returning to my body and my mind and my spirit again. And I'm um, feeling alright about the next few weeks. Feeling pretty alright. Um, yeah, so let's get into this topic, shall we? So, what a semester, huh? <laughs> I feel like those two different questions, like, what a semester, huh? That was, no, that didn't make sense, but it's fine. Um, I don't know what happened, y'all. I, I mean, the back to school episode, I think, was pretty clear with how anxious I was about the semester and Zoom University and whatnot. But I can't even begin to articulate how aggressively shit hit the fan. Like it didn't hit the fan to the point to where I was like failing classes. Like I still managed to do pretty well. Wish a part of me kind of wishes I hadn't because of how um, horrible I've been feeling because of school. Yeah, mainly school because it tends to be symptomatic of other things that make me feel worse. (laughs) I really went in thinking. I'd be alright, 
pretty golden, you know? Like I had my shit together pretty decently at the end of second semester this year. So beginning of the year this year. And like, I think the first, let me not lie, the first few weeks were hell. And then there was like a middle part to where I was like, okay, everything's all right now. And um, then it just got worse. It just kept getting worse the whole time. And there were highlights, of course, but um, it just kept getting worse to the point to where like, it's interesting when you're in a position, when you're struggling, especially mentally, even if you are someone like myself, who very much believes in mental health and mental illness and mental wellness, how easy it is to gaslight yourself into thinking that you are exacerbating your problems until it gets to the point to where it's like, oh no, this is getting kind of concerning, really scary, really scary stuff happening, you know? And I think that's the point that I have arrived to, especially last week, was really bad. Um, I barely remember last week's episode, if I'm being perfectly honest. (laughs) And that's kind of how this semester has been, just like chunks of memory. Um, There's this phenomenon known um, that if you are experiencing depression or extreme anxiety, gaps of memory will tend to leave you and um as the semester is gone i'll leave it at that (laughs) i am so glad that it's over so i can go back to engaging with things i like i can feel the motivation and just pure love for creativity and making things returning to me. I think for a while, even when I was making stuff on my own time, it came from two places, desperation and fear, which are fine places to create from, but not healthy ones. And I think now it's coming a bit from more of a place of sincerity and just, yeah, just pure unadulterated expression which I like a lot I know I'm getting back to the place I was at before when I can look at other creatives I admire without this like green monster completely taking over the back of my brain if I can like look at people I admire and be like that makes you want to go and make stuff instead of being like Oh, I wish I could make something that beautiful because I can make things that beautiful because I have made things that beautiful and I will continue to make things that beautiful, you know? But it's easy to lose that when you're not doing very well. So I'm glad I'll be able to do that. And I think moving towards the next semester after this one, I am really going to reevaluate my relationship with school aggressively because it is so bad. <laughs> it's so, so bad. 
Um, I think it's difficult for me just because academia has been very closely tied to my identity by me and by people outside of me for years. Um, like 12 years. <laughs> just, it's the, it's that gifted kid syndrome, you know? I'm just like, it, I feel like it even goes beyond like failure even. I always considered or thought it just affected my perception of success in work. But I've kind of realized recently that it's also, by extension, affected how I understand my own passions and interests, because I kind of realized this semester that just because I'm excelling in a subject, or I can comprehend a subject at a high level, doesn't mean that... Um, it's what I'm meant to be doing and that I'm going to have to take the time to be very honest with myself, which I'm not keen of per my honesty episode. Not quite keen on being honest with myself all the time because it's scary being honest. Mind my terrible British accent that decided to come through for some reason, but I'm going to have to be honest with myself about um, that side of academia, if I'm in the right circles, environments, classrooms, majors, um, if I should be genuine considering other types of classes and majors, which is not ideal since I am a sophomore in college. But also, better sooner than later, you know? I think it'll be less a matter of add-on and more a matter of drop-off. Which is another thing I'll have to make sure I am conscientious of next semester is not overloading myself like I did this semester. Just because of that um, need to feel that superiority. You know the one. We've we've all been juniors in high school. <laughs> you were either in it or observing it. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Um yeah. Yeah. Just the the whole comparison thing is really difficult for me. I think I have some unresolved issues relating to that. In that respect, I also have kind of realized this semester that healing isn't very linear, and it also isn't very shiny either. You kind of have to hit a low in order to like really heal properly. Because I think being as absolutely vague as possible, <laughs> pulling a Harry Styles, if you will, um, <laughs> being as big as possible, I think um, towards the beginning of my high school years, which have been just amplified in my memory being in my hometown for this long, I 
was at such a low point and didn't get the proper help I needed to get out of said low point. So instead, I kind of pulled myself out of it. But I think in the process, I healed the wound improperly. It's kind of like if you were to break a bone and instead of going to a doctor, you um, make a makeshift cast with like crooky sticks, crooky, crooked sticks and a t-shirt and tie it up. And like, you don't have the x-ray or the precision to set the bone back in place properly so it heals over properly. So it kind of heals wrong. Not so aggressively wrong to where it's like at a different angle, (laughs) you know, causing a lot of malfunctioning immediately. But like over time, you can definitely tell that something did not heal right. Um, it causes issues. So, I think, in a sense, (laughs) sorry, that phrase reminds me of a person that was in my, uh, two of my classes. In a sense, um, I think this semester broke the bone that healed incorrectly in the place it was originally broken, And now the universe is asking me to, hey, can you please heal this correctly this time? And I am now in a place where I can be like, okay, fine. (laughs) Fine. We'll heal it correctly this time. But it's not, it's not easy or ideal. (sighs) Another cleansing breath. So, in conclusion of part A of the episode, (laughs) I have so much to think about. For three weeks that we get off, because my university doesn't give a fuck about its student body at all. We had a month off last year. We get three weeks off this year. What is this, public school? <laughs> Freaking people were able to end semester at fucking Thanksgiving break and have been off since Thanksgiving and don't have to come back until the new year. And I am here with my measly three weeks because why? Because you kicked us off your campus a few weeks earlier? Is that the reason? You think that that's okay? I'm not okay. Not okay. Not okay. <laughs> I'm mad. I'm mad about it. But enough of me being mad at an institution because what's new? Let's take a break, a quick little commercial break, and then I'll come back and talk to you about my favorites for this week, and I'll talk about some answers to an Instagram story poll, questions, some questions I asked you on Instagram this week as well. Yeah. 
but I'll be back in a few seconds. Alright homies, I have some favorites for you. Are they tied to the theme of the show? Nope. <laughs> but my first favorite of this week is, I have it in my notes, it's a Louis show, exclamation point, exclamation point, etc. Um, if you don't know, maybe because you don't follow me on Instagram, which is again, C-A-T-H-A-R-A-X-I-A. I love Louis Tomlinson. I, I, I don't know why it happened. I don't know how it happened. My theory is that my love for Louis Tomlinson is definitely symptomatic of the leftovers of my 21 Pilots phase because to me, Louis Tomlinson and Tyler Joseph have the same personality. And I know this statement. It's only gonna resonate with a very niche audience. <laughs> but if you know, you know. Unrelated to his show, however, Louis Tomlinson did a live stream show this Saturday, and it's like the number three most sold tickets for a live stream show this year, which is insane. That's insane because it was like an indie streaming service. He's been having all sorts of hoopla with his record label and management. They're shit. And <laughs> the fact that he is number three is insane. Also, apparently the amount of tickets he sold with like sell out Madison Square Garden like seven times. This was like a big turnout for a live stream show and it all went to charity. And apparently he's matching like the price of how much people paid for the tickets like 150% to give on top of the money that was made for charity which is like over two million dollars it's a lot of money but aside from how freaking amazing that is the show was amazing I feel like my standard for live shows is very like wonky just because there's so many different ways to perform live music and especially with like a live stream it's harder to translate the concert experience versus like watching an award show performance or watching a live stream from Coachella it's very different but I think that he and his crew did a really good job emulating or like sort of creating the vibe you would get if you were to like attend a Louis Tomlinson concert, you know? Like, I feel like that show would be like a good, not teaser even, maybe teaser, like a good way to show like, hey, if you had me in your venue, this is what it would look like, which is crazy. He sounded great. The songs were great. Performances were great. We got a new song, copy of a copy of a copy. Just chef's kiss. I'm so sorry for doing that right into the mic. You didn't deserve that. But let me do it away from the mic now. That was a chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. I love the new song. He did a Kings of Leon cover. I'm not even a Kings of Leon fan, but he sounded great doing it. 
we got a through the dark cover it was so good it was so good um you can't watch it anywhere unfortunately um because copyright laws hate us but people have been pinning it up illegally anyway so maybe you can go and catch it if you are a louis fan i'm assuming you've either seen it or found a way to see it maybe you're like a 1d fan and you're like huh i wonder i wonder what's going on there you should look into his music he's He's an excellent, he's good, he's good at what he does. He's good at what he does. And I cannot wait for the inevitable punk album so I can fully embrace my drywall punching inner raging teenager. <laughs> second on my, second on my favorites for this week is Timmy on SNL question mark. And I put the question mark because that's how it felt. I had watched it on Hulu with my friend Natalie, which you all have met now, and it was something that happened. <laughs> it wasn't like bad, but also it wasn't good. <laughs> I think it's really funny to think about because I know when I was like deep in my Timothy Chalamet phase, I like, I remember, like, thinking, like, oh, I wish he would, like, go on SNL and something, because I'd love to see how he'd do in comedy, because I feel like he'd do really well in comedy, and I couldn't pinpoint why it was so hard to watch SNL this weekend <laughs> with the sketches he was in. I think it's one of two reasons. I think it's, A, he is very much so a drama actor, and the way he was playing parts, not my heater my heater turned on i'm sorry i'm not gonna turn it off it gets really cold in my room i'm sorry y'all but <laughs> as i was saying about timothy um like we're on a first name basis timothy anyways as i was saying about timmy um he was like playing drama in comedy roles which wasn't really working and then also number two reason why i think it wasn't really working as well as it could have is that like I think the times where Timmy is funny outside of him being like an awkward little baby is like, because he like, the way he moves is very strange. <laughs> and when he like gets into the very like awkward physical movements, it's very funny. And I think if we had more physical comedy, especially since he is so like, he's very skinny. So when he moves around, it's just really goofy to watch just naturally. So maybe if we had gotten more like physically led sketches, it would have been a bit better. But even the ones that were like that were like really hard to watch, like so hard to watch for me personally, as someone who loves Timothy Chalamet and SNL. It was really hard to watch, but it was really fun to watch it with Natalie because we were just like awkwardly laughing and looking at each other and then like just full-on laughing and it was just a good time i'd highly recommend doing like a watch party thing with your friends or something for shows and stuff if you haven't tried that already the third thing on my list for this week this is a long favorites of the week i think my brain is just moving at 0.5x speed right now sorry y'all but my third thing of favorites for the week 
is the album Evermore by Taylor Swift, which I didn't even need to say because you cannot escape the fact that it dropped. I like it a lot. I like the folklore. I like Evermore. I think it fits the time and the season really well. I like how it sounds warmer compared to folklore, but you can definitely tell it's a kindred spirit of folklore. And just, I really like the style of music that Taylor Swift has been doing recently. It, it's it's a vibe. It's a vibe. And that's all the favorites I have for you this week, my dears. <laughs> so, let's get back into the topic. And I'm going to go over some of my Instagram story answers that I got from the questions I asked you this week. Alright, y'all. I have some answers from Instagram that I want to talk about. If you don't know, because you don't follow me on Instagram, again, C-A-T-H-A-R-A-X-I-A, I will sometimes, when I'm not, you know, slowly dying, go on my story and ask you guys questions relating to this week's episode, and I'll answer them on the story, and then I'll talk about them on the episode as well. And uh, this week was a direct mirror of the questions I asked you guys at the beginning of the semester, but make it end of the semester edition, winter break edition, if you will. And so I want to talk about some of the answers we got here. So the first question I asked you guys was, how have you been doing? And 36% of you said pretty good, and 64% of you said doing something, and um, felt felt (laughs) I felt that the next question I asked was what's something you've learned this semester now I want to read some of the highlights of the answers in my opinion I'd like to disclaimer this by saying that just because I don't bring up your answer that you gave me in this episode doesn't mean that I think it's a bad answer at all it's just that I want to go a bit deeper on certain answers versus others that I feel like I answered already on my Instagram. That's it. It's not a contest. Anyways, so for one of the answers related to what we learned this semester, one of you said, I can go a really long time without interacting with people and I'm fine with it, but I don't know if that's bad. And then, ironically, another one of you said, I don't do well with nobody to talk to, which I feel like is like the two sides of the coin that all of us are at, to where like some of us are like, I, I'm, I don't, I'm not sure if I need to speak to a person ever again. And I, I get that. It, it's a really weird dynamic that we've kind of created. It's like, you'll go so long, and now my heater wants to be off, okay. you'll go so long without interacting with like a peer or even a family member depending on your living situation and then weeks will pass and you'll be like oh crap it's been like weeks since I've talked to them because of how time is moving and I also think that how we socialize and interact with each other is very much a matter of sensitivity and less a matter of introversion and extroversion 
and I think depending on the situation, it'll affect how much we need interaction versus not. I wouldn't say though that it's completely healthy to just not talk to people ever. So I would make sure that you check in with people sometimes because that will mess with you for obvious reasons. But I don't think there's anything wrong with kind of needing that less and less as the year goes on. I think it's just symptomatic of the times, a sign of the times, if you will. I need to chill. Uh, I need to chill. I'm sorry, y'all. This is who I am now. <laughs> this, is, this is how I communicate now. I'm sorry. Um, I also want to emphasize that I don't think there's any shame in not being able to handle that isolation. Because we are social creatures. We use people as mirrors of who we are. We're kind of constantly reflecting off each other, and I think without that, it is a lot harder to keep it moving. It's a lot harder, because you got to find it all from within. And within is really just a collection of things that used to be reflected at you. So there's that. <laughs> Another answer I wanted to highlight was slow down like a lot. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't, <laughs> maybe I didn't need to say that one because I don't even know how to tell my brain on it. <laughs> because it's just fact. It's just fact. Another one I wanted to highlight was grieving is a non-linear process, which I think... And it's, this isn't like a deep statement, but I think grieving is a large part of healing. And I think outside of, I feel like a lot of times we associate grief with death alone. I'm not sure if this is what the person was referring to, like grieving loss. But I think outside of that, grieving different kinds of losses, like I think a lot of people had to be more patient with their grieving process with losing how life used to be. I think a lot of people had to grieve a loss of certain connections, maybe even the loss of who they felt they were before. And being patient with yourself about that process, and I think that's something I've struggled with all year. And will probably continue to struggle with for the rest of my life, which is fun to think about. <laughs> but they're right, grieving is not linear. Just like healing isn't linear, any form of progression really isn't as straightforward as we like to think it to be. It's complicated and we'll have setbacks and jumps forward and that's okay. Another one I wanted to highlight is that writing is therapeutic. And I wanted to highlight it in case some of y'all forgot that you should be journaling. <laughs> I, I think even outside of journaling, I kind of remembered more recently how much writing really is a solace for me. Like I know it in the back of my head, but it's I always forget to like practice it actively and not just conceptually because that's how like every writer is. 
you like say you're a writer and then you just don't write for like years at a time which is fun but um yeah felt felt <laughs> Another one I wanted to highlight was I learned that I'm a better person than I thought I was, which I resonate with to a degree, not so much in that I think that I'm a better person than I thought I was, but I think the general theme of like having a clear picture of who you are now versus before, I think that just is what happens, whatever we're in. A situation of high stress, of high emotions, and just chaos is that you really discover who you actually are and have to like face that. And I think all of us can relate to that. And then finally, I wanted to highlight I learned that nobody cares about your problems because we all have our own problems, which is <laughs> it's funny. The person like clarified it a bit to me in the DMs because I. I think they were worried that I misinterpreted it, which I guess I did to like a certain extent, but I clarified it. So mean less than nobody cares, but more so that people are so overwhelmed with their own shit they're going through that they're not going to remember to check in on you. So if you need people to check in, you got to reach out, which is facts, straight facts, straight facts. I feel like that's something I tend to hold as a default and I think for me it's in the opposite of remembering that like it's okay if I'm not able to be for e- there for everyone automatically all the time because I really do need to take the time to take care of myself and knowing that I'll be there for people if they reach out but if they don't it's fine yeah yeah my next question that I asked on Instagram was, did you do anything cool, anything mundane that sparked joy? I'm just gonna share them with you, because you yeah, were cool, cool people. Just cool people. <laughs> uh, so you guys said, doing yoga, cooking, nothing, which felt living on your own, forming a writer's group and doing therapy, talking to my favorite people at my dinner table for the first time in a long time. I see you, Kiki. I love you, Kiki. But, like, we all knew. Come on. <laughs> but, um, joining LGBT plus clubs. Oof. FaceTiming people we care about. Camping meeting people that inspire us just a lot of cool things which i'm really glad i'm like that was, that was like one big part of why i wanted to do the check-in it was like not just for the episode but also i feel like there's a lot of people i haven't been able to like interact with like at all especially because the way i was interacting with them was through social and stuff because i had to pull back aggressively and being able to just like hear how different people that I know have been doing. It's been really cool. Because we're all living very different experiences with the same one. And just how we're all experiencing it is very interesting to me. 
Next question I asked was, did you struggle with motivation? 88% of you said, not even a question. And 12% said, surprisingly not. I'm not surprised by those results. I'm not even a little bit surprised. Motivation where? Motivation where? <laughs> Next question I asked was, have your priorities shifted and how? 72%, 72% of you said definitely. 28% of you said not really. And then the ways that they have shifted, a big emphasis was on things like self-care, your health and safety, um, treasuring the small important moments, working towards certain goals and passions. And I think one of y'all summed it up the best way by simply saying, my number one priority is to be the baddest bitch this world has ever seen, period, point blank. Period, boo. <laughs> We're all just trying to be bad bitches. Taking care of ourselves. Supporting our loved ones. Period. <laughs> My next question was, there's two weeks left. What would you like them to bring? Which was essentially my manifestation question. Which I... I'm really glad I asked. Because just... It's so important to like put what you want out into the world because as soon as you speak it, your brain kind of takes that and it's like, okay, let's see what we can do with this, whether it's consciously or subconsciously. So to read them out real fast, what you guys manifested was college acceptance letter, getting hired, money, good health, calm, 4.0, felt, sleep, felt, felt, acceptance of my life as it is right now, boom. Felt. Felt. Being able to memorize lines quicker. Good vibes and naps. Um, having a wind-up teeth toy. Which, honestly, if that's your dream, go get it. Go get it. Copy of the copy of the copy. I'm assuming. The studio version. Yes. Felt. Good grades. Oh my god. Lord knows I need them. Felt. A miracle that this virus would disappear good health again and the best screenplay I've ever written felt 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 we're manifesting it we're speaking it to existence and we're creating it because we can because we can and then my last question was any anxieties about the next year and I had considered whether or not I was gonna end up reading them on the cast since I didn't answer them directly on Instagram, but I think for the same reason I didn't answer them on Instagram, I will not read them on the cast because I'll summarize just generally that there's just a lot of COVID anxiety. We're all scared about the future. We're all scared about having to endure the things that kept us down this semester. And that's very human, very understood, very understandable. But I also think that it's good to let those worries go and just let the universe do its thing and hope for the best and keep fighting for the best instead of holding on to it too much. But I hope you know that whatever anxieties and fears you have, that you're not alone in them at all. 
I can guarantee there is someone that's that exact same anxiety. Because guess what? You may be special, but you're not that special, baby. <laughs> so, that leads us here towards the end of this episode. You're probably wondering, yo, Kirsten, are you going to tell us your answers to these questions? Of course I am. It's my podcast. So here were my answers to these questions. How have I been doing? Terrible. Oh my god. I am anxious and exhausted all the time, and I'm so glad this semester is over, and I am going to immediately get that kind of fixed up the best way I can, because oh my god, it got so bad. Oh my gosh. (laughs) When it's something I've learned this semester, I've learned a few things. I've learned to respect my process as a growing person and creatively. Um, I've learned to be a critical thinker thanks to my philosophy and research methods classes. And I learned that I have a crap ton of shadow work to do. Oh my goodness. So much. So much to unpack, unlearn, and confront head on. Boy, oh boy. Let's hope I can do it. (laughs) I can do it. I'll be fine. (laughs) Um... Anything cool or mundane that has sparked joy for me? I mean, this podcast has been a bit of a lifeline for me, creatively. Um, Also, I've been writing more poems um, towards the end of the semester, which has been great. Um, And I think a big one for me... Oh, I also made some cool poems for class, which I'm proud of, of course. But I think the biggest one for me is that I've made a lot of new connections, friends, if you will, over the course of the semester, which I didn't think would happen because of COVID. But I think if it hadn't been for COVID, I wouldn't have made those same connections in the same way. And I'm glad that I have, even if it's harder to be as close as we might have been in a different scenario. But I'm glad that they've happened. Um, did I struggle with motivation? Not even a question. I, so much. I kind of realized that a lot of my motivation isn't coming from the best places, and I need to find what brings you to my flow state, and I think I have an idea of what that is, but I'm scared to engage with it because, you know, insecurity and whatnot. So, I'm just going to have to figure that out ASAP. So I can stop suffering unnecessarily. Have my priorities shifted? Yes and no. Um, I think I kept moving between prioritizing school and prioritizing my health and ended up burning the candle at both ends. So as far as where my priorities shifted, I think I respect my breaks more and I try to prioritize like going outside and making sure I eat and sleep decently and just like take care of all the physical stuff as best I can, which is also really hard because if you're someone who also um, struggles a lot with anxiety, um, you probably know that anxiety tends to manifest physically as well. So I've been having a lot of physical issues uh, that can't be solved as easily by just eating something 
and sleeping and drinking water, but I still do those things because they're good for you. So that's the thing. Um, and there's two weeks left. What would you like them to bring? I want nothing but quiet for week one and rejuvenation for week two so that I can get my shit together, um, do some soul searching. And uh, I think that's all I'm going to specify about that. Just because, like, I really, well, I want to be, like, honest as possible with y'all. I also know that there's just certain things that don't need to be brought into light until I have made my peace with them. So once I've done that, I'll tell you more about it. But for now, that's all I'm going to say. And then finally, any anxieties about the next year? Of course, I have so much anxiety. Um, I'm scared about our world and I'm scared of myself and I'm terrified I'll repeat the same mistakes I did uh, the past few months and even this year and um, yeah but I think fear is a very useful tool a very useful fuel for the fire it takes to be better and on that note I think we're ready for our ending breathing exercise, okay? I'll count us off. In, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. Out, two, three, four, five, six. In, two, three, four. Hold, two, three. Four, out, two, three, four, five, six, in, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, out, two, three, four, five, six. Before you go, remember to follow or subscribe wherever you like to listen from to receive future episodes. This podcast is available to listen to on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and Stitcher. And if you want to stay updated on the show or me in general, I'm at Catharaxia everywhere that matters. You're amazing. You're doing what you can. Take care. And I'll see you next week on Catharaxia's Corner.